Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. And all the kissing is kissing. Right. Next week. See, and you guys heard her tear it up on the mic right now. If you guys want to see, like I'm telling you, you guys got to start going to some local comedy spots, local music spots. Unfortunately, there are 6,500 of us bacon people, and not everybody deserves that title. We got to stop. We got to start, you know, letting everybody in the club because they, some of them, giving us a bad name. Let's keep it real. They make it real hard for us. I already told you know a couple of them like, and they're like, why are you being so mean to some of these people? And I'm like, I'm not being mean i'm being realistic i'm just letting this uh person know that like nobody likes her set you guys are trying to be nice at awkward open mics because you want him to go up like what's the point like exactly. when we go to a real big audition and he's the first in line and you're the last one in line you can't get in mm -mm. because you're the last in line you are really good guys how's it going pretty great i'm sure um we have a little announcement for you a psa of sorts yes uh listen to cowards every 10 a.m to 11 on mutiny radio on fridays yay for some sweet scared storytelling please do it we need you <laughs> so badly yes okay goodbye goodbye <laughs> and all the kissing is kissing guys how's it going pretty great i'm sure um we have a little announcement for you a psa of sorts yes uh listen to cowards every 10 a.m to 11 on mutiny radio on fridays yay for some sweet scared storytelling please do it we need you <laughs> so badly yes okay goodbye goodbye <laughs> and all the kissing is kissing guys how's it going pretty great i'm sure um we have a little announcement for you a psa of sorts yes uh listen to cowards every 10 a.m to 11 on mutiny radio on fridays yay for some sweet scared storytelling please do it we need you <laughs> so badly yes okay goodbye goodbye and all the kissing is kissing Seriously, like, no, like you're you're OG and that's exactly why you're taking the steps up and that's that's real talk, you know? Like I've had a lot of humbling things happen over the years like uh I don't think a lot of people know this. Uh, I think I've said this maybe on my Facebook once or twice, but uh, the first time I picked up a mic was actually 2006. So this is like years ago before I even knew about bacon, obviously before Facebook was a thing. And really the way that I got started was uh, I started out in theater. I was a theater kid mm -hmm. and a guy that was a, a comedian who was actually in that theater community, he ran a workshop. And so from there, a bunch of us that took that workshop then were released out into the wild to become like stand up comics. Mm. You know, some of us were more successful than others. Uh, I got pregnant after like six months. So yeah, I was just like, uh, okay, was that, well, was that lumberjack dude? <laughs> no, not a lumberjack dude. She's wearing a lumberjack shirt. Know, you notice that? Right? Like, no, she looks like the brawny bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
I do, I do. And you know, he is like he ordered a mail order bride right there. He's like, you wear what I wear, bitch, right yeah, now. Like, I'm, hell yeah. I'm, putting, I'm putting out into the world what I want to receive. Hey, that's and right. I'm putting, I'm putting Absolutely. out. I'm serving, I'm serving fucking lumberjack stees because I like lumberjacks to serve their stees into me. Um, and so where was I caught? Aisha motivation. Hey, for real, for real. See, it's contagious. It is. You gotta, you gotta motivate people around you. You know, and and unfortunately, sometimes people are motivated in different kind of ways. Uh, and with being motivated in different kind of ways, sometimes you're nice, sometimes you're mean, sometimes you're you just motivate. So although like I motivate like and put out energy to you guys in different ways, other people hear my motivation in different ways. Like for example, when I say. things and beyond that saw level completely like I see myself meditating on the beach working out on the beach like just like having an amazing amazing just like journey into the world but sometimes you meet cats that do the same set over and over and over and never embellish never develop never change uh-huh. and you eventually find the same crowd and the same crowd is not laughing technically at you you, mm-hmm. right or they're laughing like with each other because they're snapchatting it word for word and they're mm-hmm. enjoying each other's laughter and you're not funny but you're not seeing it out there so at times i had said things you know to some guys that actually they would make me go last because the crowd would leave when i left so So then they were like, okay, fine, we'll make Aisha go last. So they would make me go last, and the crowd would be like 30, 40. You know, these are local teens and stuff that are like waiting for me, mm-hmm. waiting for my fucking honesty, mm-hmm. what it really is. They need that. And exactly. I would get up there and. Need that. And exactly. I would get. How can you say that? I knew you wouldn't understand.
makeout room. Fucking Thursday.
Jason. Please give up for birth defects. And please stick around because the reason we got to do this show is because the DJs who do this night, who have a huge draw, the G Elite to Vinyl Club, if you guys want to hear some of the deepest shit you will ever hear, which is representative of the mission, stick around, drink, and let's dance. And thanks for celebrating my music. Thanks for coming out and making the mission a great place. Thanks to the bartenders. They're probably all going to get fired tonight because they've been giving shit away all night. Thanks to John. Thanks to Chad. Chad's moving? What the fuck, Chad? God damn it, Chad. This has been, uh, this has been Chad, a great Chad, concert tonight. No, you're not moving. War Bison. Um, this, I would also want to dedicate this to Shannon. Like Shannon and here. Clint. Shannon, the fucking Eagles will never win another fucking Super Bowl. So eat shit. Yeah. Let's end on that note. Stick around. We have some great music coming up. DJ Sasquatch Bronzo is going to play us out until we clear the stage. Then Julie Tomato Club. Stick around, people. Thank you so much. How can you say that? I knew you wouldn't understand. For you, it's all about the rating. Let's go pillage, you say. But we never spent any time working on building our clan. Oh, come on. We need to build a good amount of gold before we can think about putting a down payment on that clan hall. That's always your excuse. I'm done. I'm logging off. Rose disconnects from the server and pushes back from her keyboard. Jack turns around on his uh, swivel chair behind her. Uh, my line. Oh, uh, what the hell, Rose? What? I'm done investing time in that relationship. Oh, fine. World of Warcraft is old anyway. Wait, what are you doing? Rose puts on her VR headset. I'm logging on to VR Second Life. Uh, Jack puts on his VR headset also. VR Jack, I'm leaving you. What? Why? All you ever want to do is have VR sex. So? I need something more. Is this about that VR house you keep bugging me for? What if it is? I told you, I can't afford the Bitcoin. Goodbye, Jack.
Steve, what's going on, man? Hey, George, welcome to the FTW show with your pals, George and Steve. How you doing, buddy? I'm hanging in there, man. You know, far out. Oh, weekend, huh? Yeah. Yeah, what a weekend. Ooh, weekend painted it green for you and for me, but in different ways, right? I would think so, yes. <laughs> George was lucky enough to work uh, all weekend, uh, yeah. which means a nice little paycheck for him. And yeah, I was threw, lucky uh, enough to... Uh, two hours overtime at me on a Thursday as well, so it's double time, oh. double time weekend, baby. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you, Angel Man. Um, yeah, he might be coming on the show tonight, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you never know. The wheelie king himself. He said, what are, what are we going to do, George? I said, well, Steve's going to be there, too. He's all, fuck that. <laughs> Just like oh, everybody else. Well, doesn't he? Everybody I know says that shit to me. <laughs> Why you hang out with that guy? I can't picture that. So I don't hang out with him. We just spent two hours together on a Monday night. And that's it. That's kind of our whole friendship. Until <laughs> <laughs> some asshole with a green beard comes up and tries to hug you in the middle of fucking public. What's up, bro? <laughs> just like you, I got a green beard. Where's my green bearded brother? <laughs> See, I walked in a little St. Paddy's Day parade weekend uh, and wore a green beard as well as a lovely green well hat what else would i have oh a green shirt on yeah it was a painted beard okay spray paint yeah i looked like astroturf though so i got that i got that from more than one person looked more like fungus to me they thought it was impeccable it's like probably algae. the best ever it was like algae well yeah, it was too. so good they said why is steve trying to fill in for you with the beard man what's that all about <laughs> i said sorry guys i gotta work and i had to shave so i don't have a beard i've got barely any face stubble right now it's true Truth. Yeah. Truth. It's true. He's not lying this time. So welcome to FTW on uh, the Mutiny Radio Station. Uh, uh, March 19th show, if you'd like to call in. San Francisco, California. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're down the mission. We're on 21st in Florida. You're more than welcome to come down and visit. Say hey. Hang out. Do your thing. Do our thing. Do what you want to do. We won't tell you who do, to. Do, do, do what you want to do. Knock it to. <laughs> I got that song on here somewhere. No way. Tonight show? No, do what you want to do. It's oh. Calvin Calvin Harris, I believe. It's kinda kinda dance music. I can't tell you. Uh yeah, George does the music on our show and I do a little thing called the race report and we talk motorcycles because we are forever two wheels. If you would like to call in, call us at four one five 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 zero zero five one one. That number again, six five no no you meant four one five 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 zero zero five one one. It would be fun like giving them a different phone number every time, wouldn't it? Yeah, sure. It would probably cut down the phone calls other than Gail coming in. Call it in, yeah. Wouldn't she be a great interview? You know, Gail, you hardly seem crazy at all. How about some government conspiracies and who are they trying to kill this week? (laughs) (laughs) She's fucking great. (laughs) For those that don't know, Gail calls in from time to time and uh, is generally pretty far out of her mind. Kind of deep space is oh, where Gail's at. That's a different do what you want to do. She's having oh, some oh, issues. Oh, oh. <laughs> kind of like George's music choices. <laughs> yeah. So any motorcycle this weekend, George? You ride to work? Or, uh, uh, yeah, I rode the Harley on yesterday. Yeah? Yesterday and today, yeah. Because it was raining on Saturday, man. It was coming down pretty good. I didn't get a, get a drop of rain on me during the parade. I managed to dodge it. Did that's, it rain in the morning or something? Because I didn't see that myself. Um, it was wet. Oh. Oh, Saturday, 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 Saturday. Your first day of double time. I don't remember, dude. You know how the things go. Just do what you want to do. It is not. <laughs> What's, he wow. right? What's he say right there? Do, do, do what you want to do. Yeah, 
that's right. <laughs> Technically, never, you're right, but it's not the one never I Never doubt me again. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Jackass. <laughs> so I did get a, I got an interesting call from my buddy on a Saturday. Do tell. He said, uh, so yeah, with this Ranchero thing, I want out. He wants out of the program. So the program was that he was going to donate the fucking the engine and the transmission. We were going to slap it in together. We we're going to sell it and split the money. All right. I showed I showed up with the truck. He had the engine trans. So so we go. Boom boom. Take the engine out. Um. All of a sudden things got yeah. He, well, I'm sure he's having troubles with the house and stuff, and he doesn't want that piece of shit sitting in his fucking driveway all this time. And I've been busy for the last week, so I haven't had a chance to get out there. And he's fucking. He's like, yeah, so I want out on this on this deal, um, but I'll sell you the engine transmission for 600 bucks. Oh, that's not a bad deal. I was like, okay, I'll try to work the money up, you know? And then he called me back like a half hour later, and I didn't answer, but he left me a message that, oh, yeah, you're going to need the exhaust, too, so that's going to be another four bills. <laughs> like, okay. Is he a regular listener to the show? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's a good dude. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's just turning into more of a mess than I kind of expected, so... We'll see how that goes. Wow, maybe you should get a hold hold of uh, Matt uh, Kettleworth. We'll call him Matt Kettleworth, uh, the the guy that I know that had a rancheroo that unfortunately got wrecked on the way to work one day. You should call him and tell him to come pick this thing up. I don't have his phone number. I did try to get it from Bill. Uh, what's his name the other night? But uh, he did not have it. He did not know the man. Well, that's how it goes. So this is what it is. But yeah, I got to ride the bike, dude. It was like yesterday. It was cold. It was yesterday? Did it rain yesterday? It, uh, I don't believe it did. I really get out too much yesterday. Big recovery day yesterday. I, think I did ride the bike yesterday and today. I don't think I rode it on Saturday. That's right, I didn't. It cost me 20 bucks to park in that open lot. Chump change, right? Sure. For my pal George, that's just chump change. That's how he rolls. He's big. It's 10 minutes of work on a double time day. <laughs> don't brag to the kids at home, George. It's a lot of money, dude. That's fucking a lot of work, dude. There's some bullshit fucking big, dude. It wasn't too bad, and then I ran into one of my one of the guys at work, and he's like, "Oh, dude, I park over here on the side. The fucking meters don't work on Saturdays." I'm like, "What? <laughs> oh, really? I don't even know about that one. Fuck, that's a good deal. Uh, the one over what? Not Folsom and Third? Yeah, Folsom and Third. That place is usually what fourteen bucks on the weekends. I thought the place underneath the Thai restaurant." There's that one, and then there's one across the street. Uh, or is that the Thai restaurant? The outdoor. Where, the, the outdoor. Where the Go Dog Go used to be, wherever it was. Or Hot Dog, or we have the fucking. What Up Dog? What Up Dog? That it. That's it. That's still there. That building? Yeah, that place has a parking garage in it. It does, yeah, but the parking garage sucks. Oh, well, I didn't say it wasn't trick without its tricks. I do the one across the street. I've done that one, but they. R-O-X-I-E dot com today for showtimes and tickets. FM. This is the Joke Workshop every Monday from 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. This is the show where comedians do four-minute sets, and there's four minutes of critiques by their pedian, comedian peers, their comedians, their comedian peers, and uh, everyone's going to learn and have a good time. Uh, remember, means you have a minute, and you hear that horn, you have a minute. Get used to what a minute feels like. 
<laughs> it's a good thing to learn here at Joke Workshop. Uh, but hey, remember everybody, the microphones are out there for you to give constructive and wonderful comments on your comedian peers. Take notes. Uh, I'll be back here taking notes. And uh, and that is, that's how it works. You know, we're all here to learn and, uh, and work things out. New jokes, new stuff. Uh, and some comedians are just new, so everything they do is new. It doesn't even matter. All the material is new. It's great. Uh, your first comedian of the night, he's a lovely human being. He runs the board every Friday at happy hour. That's another open mic we have here on Fridays from 6 to 8. Put your hands together, everybody, for George D. Smith. You're too kind. You're too kind. If I had some money, I would put it in the bucket, but I'm going to put it on it. I was thinking about one thing that was funny to me. I was thinking about Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Do you know who Jerry Lee Lewis is? Does, thank you, right? Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. Ba -bum -ba -bum. One of like the, the progenitors of all the music that you like today. If you like, like rap music, comes from fucking Jerry Lee Lewis and shit like that, right? Honestly, it's weird. But if you take the time to look it up, it's there. Anyway, Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> what I always found weird about him was there's a world full of women, and the one fucking person he landed on was his second cousin. Isn't that weird? It's like nine billion people in the world, and how in the fuck do you land on your second cousin? Anyway, all right. Not as funny as I thought it would be. All right. Jesus Christ, that's going to be awful. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, yeah, that's weird. All right. Yeah. Superman the movie. Is it the dumbest title or the second dumbest title, right? Because it's called Superman, right? I figure, right, it's called Superman. You don't really have to give me two dots and then say it's the movie because I already paid fucking money to go see Superman dot dot the movie and I was like well what the fuck <laughs> right like uh where's the joke at I was trying to write it down there eh, give the fuck next alright <laughs> this is why I don't do jokes anymore Pam because I'm, I get too stupid and then I can't remember anything anyway okay Let's 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 stop doing that kind of joke shit. I hate that shit. I hate when I have shit in my hands. I hate when I feel it makes me feel weird. Okay. Let me think about this for half a second. I, I bet let me this will be the end of the fucking five minutes, that's pretty good, okay? Alright. What I really don't like about when like people's let's say my age or older or younger or something start talking about shit that they don't like. Well, first off, what I really don't like is you telling me what today is like. Okay? Cuz I already know what today looks like, okay? You know what I mean? Like when I hear somebody tell me a fucking airplane joke, "Hey man, when I was like 22 and I used to fucking fly all over the place, I used to be able to go up there in like three minutes, but nowadays I go over in a fucking airplane and TSA is up my ass with a fucking microscope. Can you believe that? 
I know what today is like. I don't need you to tell me what TSA is like, okay, guy? You could leave out all that shit and hopefully put a joke in where the fucking first part was. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, so that goes on with me thinking about... I don't even know how the fuck I even got there, but I'm going to try to get there. Okay. But I think I get that way because I think about my old parents. And, like, I have, like, old thinking, right? And I think sometimes, like, people think, like, I hate when people call people, hey, man, hey, man you got an old soul, right? Hey, man, you got an old soul. And you're like, I don't have an old soul. I have old fucking parents because they're, like, 38 years old. And, like, they're, I have old ovaries, Okay, I have like old sperm and old ovaries, and that means I have old thinking. And old thinking, I guess, makes old souls. And at the end of the day, I got one fucking joke. Hey, Pam. Yeah, George, what's up? What can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. Ah! Thank you. Good night. Stay up there, George! Yeah! I've got comments. I don't know if Jonathan does too. Uh, stay up oh, there. Yeah, it's comment time. time. It's comments I time. Alright, so. Monday, Monday. So, so first. I have to remember to tell a joke. So, first, you talked about your second cousin. Uh, or you talked about Jerry, Jerry Lewis's Lewis's second cousin. And I would somehow open that up to yourself. And it's like maybe you talk about yeah. your second cousin or one that you, a family member you were attracted to or I something. Absolutely, had one. That would be weird, but, but that or, would be or funny. Or make one up, or that your last name is Smith, and you think everybody's related to you, and so you're like, I'm constantly afraid of fucking my second cousin. So, but yeah. somehow, I wish I had my pen on me. Why don't you throw me one of those pens from back there? Just, uh, just there's a pencil. What was the thing when they threw the pencils at the stage? But just somehow relate it to you, because, Fine. like. Yeah, he was a creepy dude who was totally into his second cousin. But then the way to make it funny is to Mine. make it yours. Yeah. <laughs> and then with Superman the movie, I would do the same tag. Like Superman the real man. Super- Mine. Superman like the Ubermensch. Superman Nietzsche style. Like Superman like Superman the movie. Yeah, okay. But what Superman what? What else could you put? You know? Yeah, I know. Superman loves Nutella. Like, I don't know. That, whatever. That. <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. So those were my comments. Oh, cool. Anybody else got any more comments for my horrifying set? I had the same couple of things, like, along the lines of what Pam was saying that... Tell I mean, a you joke make, once. You know, this idea with his second cousin. Like, how can you... I mean, is his sister even hotter? You know, or, like, is there some lyrics in his song that you can yeah, joke yeah, about? Yeah, for sure I could, yeah. Yeah, he got most inspired at family reunions, like something that goes a little further. Oh, there either. absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. Great balls of fire. Like maybe he caught syphilis. Goodness from gracious. His third, he caught syphilis. I mean, it's from my his fucking third cousin. cousin. Who gives a fuck? You get like it's like such cousin. an easy joke. That's why I hate fucking writing comedy because like because <laughs> it's easy. Yes. 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 Huh. Make me so fucking mad. Okay, hold up. Uh, the movie, the thing that you're laughing at is that they're calling something that's obviously a movie what it is. Mm-hmm. 
So I was trying to think of some for you, and I couldn't. But mm. there's got to be some others. Like, do you go to the DMV for a driver's license, and or do you go for a driver's license? And they call it the DMV. Yeah, there you go. That's or, funny. I don't know. That's dumb. Or, but like, I mean, you can get annoyed. Yeah, or it's dumb. Christopher Reeves fell off a horse and died. You know, like <laughs> is that what that the movie know. called? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he was super Coca Cola. You know what I don't worry about is Coca Cola. <laughs> you know what I do worry about is Coca Cola, not cocaine anymore. It's fucked up, right? I'd rather have a Coca Cola than a fucking snort of cocaine every day of the week. It's so fucked up. Anyway, all right. I have so many better jokes on whatever I just said, but thank you very much. Thank you. Yay, everybody! Goodbye. Yay, George D. Smith. Yay. Today in the fills, we're listening to corn because I find it to be very throwback to when I was teaching junior high. And I find that sometimes joke workshop feels like teaching junior high. But your next comedian, man, actually you look like the uh, like the, the principal that everybody would want to fuck. I could totally see you walking around the halls in a, in a high school with that suit on. And like everybody would be like, you fucking, I want to fuck the principal too. Everybody put your hands together for Allison Hooker. Nice, thank you. No, I um, I'm dressed like this because I'm actually uh, a real estate agent. I just do comedy for the money. Um, but actually, if you guys want to buy a house, please do talk to me after. <laughs> or if any of you blow up, if any of you blow up, I'm I get the comedy circuit, okay? I woke up this morning and I went to work. I called it a daymare. Uh, anyone else? <laughs> So you guys, I was uh, I was on the phone with my sister today, and she told me that she caught my eight-year-old niece kissing a boy in the bushes. And I was, yeah, I was walking down the streets of San Francisco, and I was like, damn, that's crazy, because I just saw a grown man making six figures ride by on a scooter wearing a helmet and a backpack. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like trip off that. Like my eight-year-old niece is more mature than a lot of men in San Francisco. She like she one day was like kicked on her scooter. She's like, fuck this. I'm gonna see what's going on in those bushes. You know what I mean? I don't know, ladies. I don't know if you you're single. The only women. In. I don't know if you're single, but do, are you guys single? Yeah. Do you like being single in San Francisco? Yeah, it's a, it's an appropriate response actually. It's kind of a weird city to be single in. It's like a weird mix of, um, I don't know, awkward with too much money and then just kind of dicks. Like I, I got I got nagged the other day. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to overlook you. <laughs> I got nagged. Do you guys know what nagging is? Yeah, a guy kind of like some backhanded compliment so that you think you have to like make yourself look good to him. So he comes up to me, he goes, you know, I usually talk to women that are younger, uh, but you have a nice body. It looks like you work on it too much. <laughs> and like immediately I was like, oh my God, I want him in my mouth. You know, <laughs> What kind of black magic is this? But then I had to just... <laughs> take a deep breath, get off my knees, like gather myself. And I was like, no, that was kind of rude. Um, but, but it's like, what's his goal? You know, like best case scenario, he gets me home, right? That's, that's the idea. And then we're naked together. And then I see his little, tiny, teeny, incy beansy, pathetic soul. You know, cause guys, we can see that when we, fuck you, we can, we can. 
Women are weird though. We we like work at finding something wrong with us. Uh, I had this friend who's like, my fingers are chubby below the knuckles. <laughs> or like, I have wrinkles on the back of my neck. <laughs> like I have a terrible personality. I was like, girls, be easy on yourselves. You know, none of these things matter. <laughs> um, I was on an all-female show the other night, actually, and there was this girl on stage that was just really, really getting on her boyfriend's case for coming too fast. And I was kind of like, damn, you know, I was sitting in the audience, like, getting jealous. <laughs> this guy sounds like a fucking dream, come too fast. Are you kidding me? Like, get that out of the way so we can focus on pleasing me and listening to me talk, you know? <laughs> this guy sounds like a fucking amazing. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I'll leave it on this. Um, be, since all this hashtag me too stuff's been going on, my boyfriend wanted to talk to me about consent. And I was like, baby, you know, I'm, I'm consenting all the time. Like for those of you who know a little bit about me, I'm very forward. You know, I'll say things like, this post-pubescent puss is really in the mood for that wiener, you know? <laughs> like, very clear, you know? Like, come on down to the quick and easy, you know what I mean? He was like, that's what I want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, apparently my consent to him really feels like assault. <laughs> We're in a bit of a, a conundrum, a bit of a catch-22 here. You guys have been an amazing audience. Thank you so much for listening. Allison Hooker! Hope you can help me with my joke. Yay, yay. Well, the opening with the eight-year-old being more worldly is awesome. And then you did great crowd work with comics even. Like, good for you. Uh, rude, I feel like you can call him a nigger. I, I thought is that too much? I mean, I know you work with Hella Funny, so that yeah. your audience probably is there, but if you talk about negging for a while, and then you say, he was a rude negger, that's going to get, I mean, am I playing too hard to that? No. Uh, and then, um, I also think that soul, I mean, there's a lot of ways to turn that, like, you know, so tiny his bank account, and be like, I am a hooker. Ah, you know, like yeah. the the soul. I don't think it has the payoff that you. I think there might be a better payoff there okay. with something else. And then I think at the end, once you say wiener, which is hilarious, you should call back to the eight year old in the beginning. Okay. Because it's like it's in the bush, but now actually you have bush, so it's like you're. <laughs> I don't know. There's okay. Some kind of eight year old call back there, especially when you're like my prepubescent wiener. Like it's very childish okay. it's funny thanks comments yeah. i really liked your set um i especially liked how you can complain about things and people like you know complaining about social circumstances without being too cruel i i just wanted to point that out because oh, i suck at that myself and <laughs> oh, i'm gonna you. take some notes from like you on that mean to people <laughs> yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to learn how to complain without you know putting other people down so right on. I, I like that you do that oh cool thank you other comments? Yay! Allison Hooker! And guys, if you have extra time, which she did, you should use that time to tell people where your shows are upcoming or what have you, because why not? Um, all right. Your next comedian. Uh, it looks like a new name, uh, but I'm excited to have her here. Everybody put your hands together for Dvora Kazdan! <laughs> Hey guys, are you guys ready for some Jewish humor? So I'm not trying to be a stereotype right now, but I'm deciding between being an accountant, a comedian, or a rabbi. 
Um, I'm an accounts payable clerk by day. I'm trying this shit out at night. And my dad is a Jews for Jesus rabbi in San Diego who wants me to take over the family business. This is a true story. Um, so when I told when I first told my dad that I want to be a comedian, he was supportive. He was like, "That's great, honey, but are you sure you don't want to be a rabbi?" Like, I love my job. I get to tell jokes in front of the congregation. I s can surf whenever I want. Yes, he surfs. Everybody in San Diego surfs. That's why I got the fuck out of there. Um, and I just thought about it for a second, and I was like, huh, but can I make jokes about anal and still be a rabbi? Because then I might consider. And then he was like, well, you know, honey, as Jews, we've been getting anal from the universe since before time began. So if you want to talk about anal, you have to be a Jew. Um, no, I think if I were a rabbi, I'd institute a second circumcision, which would involve full castration, like Lorena Bobbitt style. I'd probably walk around the congregation singing the, the Hof Torah blessing, like, Baruch Atad and I, snip. Eloheinu Melech Alam, snip. Sur Kol Amim, snip. Sadik Bakol Hadarot, snip. Notice the word Sadik in the blessing. Sounds like Sadik. I take that as a sign from God to saw some dicks off. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like your dick is already whipped out as I'm like reading the Torah portion. So I take that as consent for a second circumcision. Like, I don't think you could smash the patriarchy, but I do think you could slice it in one fell swoop. Um, I'm single. <laughs> I'm not wor too worried about being single, though, because my grandma got more dick on J-Date than me last year. Um, she's a proper British Jewish woman. Like, her accent is so posh that I can only repeat it. I could only do it if I repeat things that she says. Like, she would call my house and be like, Hi, Liz, this is your mother. I'm just calling to wish you a good Shabbos. Or, my friends call me the Duchess. Or you're getting fatter. Fatter. Um, she was seeing a younger man, and by younger I mean 75. <laughs> and my mom called me up about it and was like, I don't agree with what's going on. Like, your grandmother took this guy home after one date. And I just was like, or wait, no, <laughs> I messed that up. Now, most people don't want to hear about their grandma's sex life, but I do. Um, and to my mom, I was like, first of all, like, grandma's basically dead. Like, let her go out with a bang. Get it? Bang. And second of all, I was thinking, like, what am I doing worrying about finding a boyfriend? Like, I'll just catch my dick when I'm 86. Okay. You guys are awesome. Uh, I feel like you're missing an opportunity at the beginning. Uh, the three of us walk into a bar, okay. like me, myself, and I. Or I think there's a cheesy joke there with like an accountant 
Yeah. You know, and a, a, what was the third? An accountant, something, and a stand-up comedian. Why walk? We walk into a bar or whatever. The three of you are. Uh, and surfing is. Um, I'm surprised because you know it makes sense for the Christians down there because it's like Jesus walking on water. They're like, I just want to walk on water. Yeah. And I feel like that could be a tag for you that. Everyone's walking on water. Jesus wasn't so fucking special, was he? Uh, and then there's a thing uh, called, well, <laughs> isn't that what's, I don't know, surfing is like, anyways. Yeah. All, and don't surfers all think they're God or something that the, the earth is breathing. Uh, circumcision, <laughs> circumcision is choice, is decision. It, that's, a, that's a group of people that go around. You can tagline them. It's like a thing on the internet. Circumcision, his choice, his decision. Anyways, I just feel like you're talking about circumcision. That was okay. lovely. I, it's just it's a movement that exists. So I I don't know. I'd just be interested in whatever. Uh, but the that's movement all. Movement is for them to have. Like, yeah, it's like oh, okay. the idea behind that is like adults that don't that you don't not forcing your children to be circumcised when they're babies, but like waiting till they make the conscious choice when they're six, 15, 16, 17, 18. It's, yeah, it's circumcision, his choice, his decision. It's a whole movement. But that's why, I mean, you're jo- the concept is very edgy of what you're going to, and I, and I like that, and I would just keep delving, because I'm, I'm interested in the concept of, like, I don't know, it's a social idea of circumcision. Is it supposed to happen because it's clean or not, or it's a Jew thing? It's, we white people do it because we're lazy? Like, I don't know what's happening with that, but I think it's a good place to delve into, because it's unique. Yeah. So... That's all I have to say. Yeah, it's fun. I actually knew someone in college who said that um, circumcision was the number one human rights violation in the world, which I, yeah, I wouldn't call it number one, but (laughs) that's, that's probably a little too far, but yeah, no, it's a real thing. So you can play with that. I also, I really like the premise of uh, like your grandma taking a guy home on the first date and you, you stopped yourself because you messed up the joke, but I, I really just wanted you to say like, mom, it could be her last date. Like, (laughs) like that's, she's got only so much time. Like that's a, that's a fun premise missed to play with so um, yeah that was great I just wanted to point out when you were doing that prayer that uh, if you uh, it's, you're sp- it's supposed to be singing right like there are notes yeah. in it if you pronounce that a little bit more I think it might accentuate the snip part okay uh, yeah I, I also like the the line that you had where uh, you're saying like um, most people don't know want to know about their grandma's sex life but I do right <laughs> like I just like that like pause in there I, I just wanted to point that out that's just like a fun thing another really fun silly thing that I kind of wanted to know more about was uh, your dad because just the idea and the imagery of a surfing rabbi is just like so silly and fun that I, don't, I just kind of wanted to know more about that character right and yeah. just like that world that he lives in but it was great yeah everybody clap wildly yay Dvorak has done we are moving along here on the joke workshop here on Mutiny radio i'm excited for your next comedian uh he he was on a virgin um a podcast called some call me tim a while back and uh, it was a great interview and i enjoyed it very much and uh he's here now he's a great storyteller he's a funny guy Can't put your hands together for justin q thank you um, I don't want to cause trouble, but I just have the perfect joke in my pocket to follow that conversation. I think that circumcising your kids makes you a bit of a dick. Uh, I wish I had more than four minutes. I would love to talk about the paintings in this room. I understand that they were done by a woman, is that right? Yeah. And I want to meet her. I think that this is my type of person. 
<laughs> I think I think we need to hang out if you if you want to hook her up with me. Um, all else I've got is I'm just going to whine about dating for a few minutes, uh, as many of these as I can get through. Dating isn't fun anymore. I think it's been ruined by technology. We can all agree with that. I can swipe left and right till my hand is tired, and she still needs to get out her vibrator. <laughs> Meeting women online is also no fun. It's like a raffle where the only prize is disappointment. A lot of girls I meet online tell me they're polyamorous eventually or right away. And you know, and you know, I'm, I think it's great that, uh, that you're getting so much action. But for me, being with a girl that a bunch of guys are fucking is like eating a sandwich that a bunch of guys are fucking. Thank you for your patience, everybody. This is the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. Why would it be, why would I be talking to you at... 110, and I'm sure you've already given up on us. It's World Cup. I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, I really love World Cup, and I had to watch the Swiss tie and make it on to the round of 16 because Somar, Jan Somar, is the best-looking man on the face of the earth, I think, probably. Also, an incredibly good keeper. Lots of stops today against Costa Rica. Would have been a totally different game if he wouldn't have, like been Batman flying out of the sky finding everything uh, let's see where we are right now with the world and things uh, I promise you World Cup is almost over I mean sort of <laughs> uh, at least the first round is and it's been some really great upsets today Germany not making it to the round of 16 for the first time ever in the history of World Cup. Uh, that's pretty amazing, I have to say. That is totally crazy and just mind-blowingly nutballs for anybody who loves World Cup. I'm like this weird lady because I love World Cup. People go, why do you love World Cup? And I'm like, they're the hottest guys that have ever been on the face of the planet. So, hello. And they run around for 90 minutes. Easy peasy, a lemon squeezy. Uh, I'm going to play an old AltaCast for you guys um, just because I've got some Call Me Tim coming up at 2 o'clock and I'll, I'll talk then. I can't talk now. I don't have LaToya. What do I do without her? Uh, but I, I promise we'll be back next week. World Cup. Even if I have to watch World Cup here, gosh darn it. So uh, enjoy an old AltaCast if you are truly listening. And if you are, thank you. Oh, and if you are, go to our website and give us money. Yay, money! <laughs> <laughs>
It's high noon. We're about to get high here on Mutiny Radio. We're about to get this going and uh, spark up some bowls. Be excited. I am joined by LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. It's been a while. It's been a while. Where have you been? What have you been up to? I was in Kansas City. Uh, Oh, boy. You went home to visit the fam. Yeah, I did. It was my uncle's 80th birthday. Oh, wow. yeah, and I saw a lot of relatives who I'd seen in a long time. Good party. Good party. Yeah, it was great. And I kind of missed the Midwest. Speaking of nice people, oh. you know, of course you're running to some. There were some Trump supporters at his party, but Ooh. it's funny they these white folks come to a black man's 80th birthday party and they're Trump supporters. <gasps> and it was so funny because I asked my uncle, I'm like, how can they, like. They know you're black, right? <laughs> and he's married to a white black. woman, so it's just like, well, you know. And he's just like, yeah, it's really weird, though, right? I'm like, yeah, it is. It's, but I, but I, don't, I can't really nice believe they're still Trump supporters. Yeah. I can't believe they still exist. They were, they were really nice people. I did not have any political conversations with them. Nope, you should talk about porn with them, though. I know, <laughs> I know how much you love porn. <laughs> I do and I know have. how much Trump loves <laughs> porn stars since oh, they've all been coming God. out last week about their non-disclosure agreements you with his know. lawyer and not with him, so they really really aren't breaking a conflict of interest by... How can you sleep with that? How can you... Well, you do it for money. It's prostitution. It's great. It's, you know... But at the porn time, is the only thing. Prostitution is illegal unless you film it and then you sell it. Right. And it's porn and then it's legal and you can make money off it. I don't get it. I mean, it just. I mean, I, it, he's ew, He's just so fucking. So, but he gross. can pay for sex and he's the president and everybody's okay with it. Uh, by the way, can I say like, okay, it's Stormy Daniels. That's her name. The she's the porn star. Stormy Daniels. hundred and twenty. hundred and twenty-eight grand is not enough for me to be paid off. That's how, grand. That's, all, that's how she got paid off. Hmm. Well, that's not enough back money. In the day, you, you can't, that was in 2006. Okay. But you even, even for 2006's time, you can't even buy a house here in SF for 126 but grand. You can buy, you can buy a house in Mexico for, for that. You can buy a lot of things in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, mm. how was your trip? Well, what I learned about Mexico is that everyone hates Mexicans. Even, <laughs> even the Mexicans hate Mexicans. <laughs> so down there, the federal are pulling over where we stayed we stayed at the same place that we stayed in December and this time the federales posted at this one area over a bridge and they were stopping all the get this brown people they're letting all the white people going through the brown people are stopping the brown in their own country the brown people are stopping the brown people pulling them out of their cars taking looking at their phones taking pictures of their license plates and then letting them go or getting their weed or whatever basically it's incredibly hard to get weed in mexico right now because so everyone's so worried because they're like they're trying to keep all the americans safe now so the federales are keeping the white people safe so what they're doing is subjugating their own people it is crazy why does everybody hate mexicans they are the nicest they smile at you on the street they wave everybody says hello they cook from scratch they're the most amazing people that are, and they don't even get access to the own beauty of their own land. What's happening oh now God. is all of these amazing, like, huge building complexes are taking up all the shoreline and making it impossible to get to the beautiful beaches unless you walk through the rich people place. But you can't walk through the rich people place unless you have a room number. So Jonathan and I, oh, we outsmarted them. So we wanted to go in Cabo San Dogshit. We wanted to, we wanted to go to this. There's this beautiful place. Yeah. So there's this beautiful. place place where there's the Pacific side so there's this Cabo Sandog shit has this it's where the, the all it's a 
a marina where all of the ships come in and the huge thing is parked there, the princess thing, and all the white people come and everything's in dollars, unless you go like two blocks off of it and then you have the best tacos for nothing. It's amazing. Jonathan and I, no, we understand Mexico. He speaks Spanish. Anyways, so we're trying to find this really beautiful place that's on the Pacific Ocean and I'm looking at all of the maps and I'm like, there's no way to get through unless we go through one of these resorts. Right. So we walk up this road to this resort and we're following this lady and her kid. And um, I go, Jonathan, just follow the lady and the kid. They'll think we're with the lady and the kid. And they did. But Jonathan hears them say, when they asked for a room number, they said 6402. So Jonathan goes, our room number is 6404. So we walk in and we walk by this beautiful thing and we're trying not to have our mouths open like, it's so gorgeous, there's everything's incredible, it's so palatial. <laughs> and we're walking through and, and they, oh, welcome back, senori, senora. Ah, oh, welcome back, ah, hello. We wave at them, we're walking through, blah, blah, blah. So we walk through and we walk out to where the beach is and we're like, ah, oh, this is it, the beautiful beach. And we go down these stairs and there's a guy with a clipboard. And, uh, He's like, oh, hey, you go into the beach. Great. What, what's your room number? 6404. Great. So we go down there and there's people with clipboards everywhere making sure uh, on this beach, uh, which is a public beach, but now they've made it. There's no way to get through unless you go through the rich people stuff. So they're basically keeping like the, the Mexicans out, out of their own place. It, it's crazy to me that that vacation would have made me mad. It was, it was, you know, but so, so we pretended we're like, we're like, we're white. Use when your privilege. Use the privilege. So we like used the amenities and sat by the beautiful pool and nobody questioned us because we were in room 6404 and it was a seven story building. So this, I mean, 64, we're up at the top. So we're obviously rich people, but I, it was crazy. We, obviously we couldn't afford to stay there, but we're white enough that they believe that we could potentially, maybe our parents were paying for us. <laughs> Wow. So it was different from the couple months that you were there back in December. Yeah, it was. Um, well, so we stay in um, San Jose del Cabo, which is like a really great town. And then you get on the bus and it costs 250 and you can take it to Cabo San Dogshit. And it's nice because you see the arch from the bus and you get down there. I but then you call it at that. It, well, it. no, because it's. It's so catered to tourists and rich people. And we picked up a real estate magazine where you can buy houses for $12 million on these hills. We're just stealing their land. It's like we don't even have enough of our own land to steal. Now we have to go to Mexico and steal their land with our rich, stupid dollars. It just It's so sad how money is corrupting. You just uh, I mean, see money corrupting things, even in other countries. It's, and, and then to have the audacity to want to build a wall. Right. <laughs> well, so and then and then degrade the Mexican folks, the poor, poor Mexican folks, and they're they are rich in spirit, and they are rich in abilities, and my God, they nobody has a better work ethic than Mexicans. They all there are no homeless people in Mexico. We, there, there are no homeless people because everybody has a motherfucking job or jobs. Jobs. Plural. Yeah. <laughs> I wow. want to move there so badly, and things are really inexpensive. I mean, for now, yeah, for now. We so when we got, uh, we went to Cabo San Dog Ship, but we went off the beaten path. We were a couple, and we found this amazing taco place. And it's funny because we walk in there, and there's Mexican people eating there, and we sit down, and they're like, Mexican guys are like, you found the best tacos in Cabo San Lucas, and I was like, yeah, sure we did. We sit down. We had we had four tacos. They gave us bowls of beans and all of these salsas. We we had two beers and it was 180 pesos. That's ten dollars. <laughs> it was ten dollars for four tacos, two bowls of beans, 
four, five salsas, chips, chips two, and then I had a carne asada and a fish one, and he had two El Pastor, and two Modelo Especiales, 180 pesos. We give him 200, and he tries to give us change. We said, no, here's 20 more pesos for a tip. He's like, oh, oh, gross, thank you. We're like, yeah, what is happening here? I mean, now, crazy. To F... To SF's, uh, <laughs> to break that down on SF cash flow, right. that would be $28. Sure. Yeah, two beers. $30. The beers, the beers would have been 10 yeah. And then the tacos would have been at least, I mean, even the fish tacos at Rubio's right now are three ninety nine a piece. So it would have been, we'll say, $4 a taco. So yeah, 16 10 Yeah, with tip, we would have been looking at 28 Oh, Same wow. meal. I was just throwing a number out there, but... No, no, you're exactly right. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. Yeah, you're exactly right. Oh, see, that was another thing, too. Like, going back to Kansas City, things were cheap. Ah, yeah. yeah. Like, I... We had like a nice brunch. I took my aunt and my brother out to brunch. Yeah, brunch. And it was like a open buffet with like, you know, the guy made omelets right on the spot and oh, shit. Yeah. And like there was seafood, Midwest seafood, huh? Oh my gosh. Was it, was it? It was, it was good. It okay. Was, it was all right. Was shrimps? I, I, there's shrimps. I stuck with the trout though. Cause oh, all that's right. more local. Sure. Um, but so and we drank a bunch of mimosas everything for all the stuff that we had everything was 150 dollars for three of us and a bunch of mimosas yeah because i had like six right (laughs) my mother had four and then my aunt had two and then plus you know our entree so 150 bucks which you know here that have been probably 200 yeah absolutely 250 bucks yeah oh god this place yeah coming back was um well, so when we before we left, we're in the airport and we're like, "All right, we're on vacation. Let's have a beer." We got two beers at the airport without tip, and Jonathan didn't tip because it was so insane. It was twenty four dollars and ten cents for two beers at the airport. And here at SF at SFO, I know it was it was like Warriors beers. What? I know it's like Warriors beers. It's like what? Oko. It's like that was like 49ers beers. That was like I know. And $24.10, that means that they were $12.05 a piece? I know, I know, I know. Wait, what Crazy. part were you guys at, by we were, the way? We were this, just in I... SFO with the waiting Virgin America. Okay, oh, okay, I know where oh, you guys. Were you guys at Perry's or... Um, we went to the... Laura, it was... Um, it, she's a person from food, Cat Cora's Grill or something. But oh, it was like, I walked we're by there. there. And I'm like, we just thought, oh, we'll get, and we're like, oh, they have Lagunitas. We'll get two Lagunitas before we go. We had, no, we were thinking maybe they'd be like nine bucks a piece. Right. So like 19 bucks, we thought 20 we'd bucks. Give them a 20. We're like, eh, we'll give them a 20 for two beers. We'll be fine. We're yeah. on vacation. But then it was $24 and 10 cents. I was like, oh, my God. And it's you, just the fuck, and the airport shit is bad. Oh, coming back. See, um, we, Marcus and I, we were hungry and we didn't have any food at the house. So we stopped by the cafe. There's this uh, cafe um, in the, uh, the uh, Qantas side of the airport. And so like Marcus got an Americano. I didn't get anything to drink. I got a salad and like a spinach pie. He got a spinach pie. $30. Whoa. And I saw how much my salad was, $13.99. It was just in one of those plastic containers. I'm like, motherfucker. And and I had to throw the spinach pie away because it was bad. Why does the airport have a a tax on it? Who's taxing the airport? Is it... 
a governmental tax? Is it just they know that we're I've never they looked have it up. us trapped? Is it because is it help does it help pay for the security? Because we have to be inside security when we're there? I just That's don't understand question. where the money's going. Yeah, I, I never looked it up. I've never, you know I, I've always known yeah, why it costs nine dollars to get on BART to get to the airport. There's like a four dollar airport tax. It is pricey to get to BART from the airport. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're traveling anywhere, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's insane. But I do have a habit of like, if I'm going to fly someplace, because I do like SFO's airport. It's nice. I do want to sit and have a Bloody Mary, it's which true. I know I'm going to pay 12 or $15. $15 for you. <laughs> I know. And I swallow I know. my pride. I know. And I you don't have buy another a one. bottle of vodka for $15. You can buy the Bloody Mary mix and the vodka. Yeah. It's and maybe some olives. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I have no idea what's happening in this the world. town. <laughs> well, and it's, I mean, the question is it life? Is life getting that expensive? It just is. It's, it's, it just is. It is. And then the wages are still stagnant. Mm. And if you have health insurance, that's going up. And, you know, oh. you can't get it nice. You can't drink two beers for under 10 bucks. Though I did. Though I did in Kansas City. Oh, Five dollars. Well, but alcohol is cheap in the Midwest. Yeah. I've heard Because that. all you got to do is drink. That's all. Yeah. Because how else? I know. How else can we be happiest people? I don't have any idea. I had some so good confused. ass beer for five dollars. Like I had three. That's fifteen dollars. Yeah. Under. Well, that was like so. We spent all our pesos sitting at the out the beautiful outdoor bar and. Um, San Jose del Cabo and we were waiting we got there we took the bus we got there we were waiting and we knew he had time to wait or whatever and so we just were like well we'll just drink up our pesos and so we had about 20 bucks in pesos left and we had five beers and that's I feel like that's great and that that's expensive for Mexico because it was like 110 pesos for 20 tacates so 110 pesos is about 650 oh, so when wow. you go to like a corner store so we were getting uh, 12 Indios, which are a good brown Mexican beer, El Indio. Love it. Uh, it was 145 for 12, so still less than $10 for 12 beers. It was like eight bucks, seven fifty, seven seven eight bucks. You know, I've never been to Mexico. I don't know what the fuck I'm waiting on. Yeah. Oh, go. It's like, great. So I can like spend some money and have a good time. Yeah. And if you're, if people, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to go to Mexico, let me tell you, people. I, Jonathan and I spent, and I'm not even kidding you, all told, with even the snafu at the end, his phone wasn't working when we came back, so we didn't get to pay, have a lift, so we had to take a, a cab, so we had to pay extra money there, but. With the cab, with everything, both with even including the $24 beers at the top of our trip, we spent $1,395. Which is? $1,395. Which counts. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's it. it. For seven days, seven days for airfare, staying in the most amazing Airbnb, all of our food, all of our fun times, all of our bus rides, everything. Everything. And we, we we had want for nothing the whole time. We drank whenever we wanted to drink. We went out to bars. I sang karaoke. We did we did everything we wanted to do, and we spent less than fourteen hundred dollars. And did you? The seven hundred dollars was so seven hundred dollars. So a hundred dollars a day per person, including everything. That's what we did. And did you like guys get groceries and cook in the home? Yes. So the Airbnb that we stay at is amazing and it has this really big kitchen and it overlooks the ocean and it's super gorgeous and I love cooking anyway so 
the first day we got there, we went to El La Comer, which is this big grocery store, and we spent 1,095 pesos, which is basically like 65 bucks. And we had, we actually left them some food. Uh, we went back for more fruit because we, we had a smoothie every morning that would have all the different local fruits. And uh, we had one with, there was a kiwi avocado one I made that was Ooh, insane. Yeah. It was kiwi avocado pineapple. <laughs> that was a great really smoothie. Uh, with, uh, I think, mango uh, yogurt. Anyways, making smoothies every morning. So like I'd wake up and I'd go in the kitchen and I'd make the smoothies and we'd make a big pot of coffee and we bought a big thing of whiskey. That too, we had a big bottle of whiskey. And stuff. So whiskey in our coffee every morning <laughs> and we had smoothies. smoothies. And then if we were hungry in a little bit, I'd be like, oh, do we want like steak and eggs? This was the craziest thing in Mexico that's so cheap, beef. I don't know why beef is cheap in Mexico, and it tastes so good. We got two uh, New York strip steaks, and they were big, for 44 pesos. Okay, let me do the math for people. That's like $2.50 for two, and they were so good. They were so good, and I used them in all different ways, and I made one of them. I mean, I was crazy. I, I, Mexico is an amazing place. It was like... Yeah, it's it was crazy. Did you check out other than like the you know the twelve million dollar homes? Did you see how much a modest home like if you were yeah. to decide to move there? Did you see we could buy land? So the way to do it is we saw some different plots, um, and the closer you are to the beach, obviously the more expensive the plots are. But we saw plots ranging from five thousand to thirty-six thousand. Now the thing is, when you buy land in Mexico, you don't actually buy it forever. You get a ninety-nine year lease from the government of Mexico, and it's it's sort of one of the one of the only socialist things they do, and it makes sense. Is that if you buy the land, you're going to use it in your lifetime, and you can pass that to your kids. But if it's your grandkids. Where's that land gonna go? Back to the fucking government, or they can buy it again. Like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if any of those leases have been up since they've started doing that, because it was 99-year lease. But, like, it's a, right? Like, if you buy the land, if you give it to your grandkids, they didn't do anything for that. Fuck them. Like, and if they don't make, if they haven't already made it, if you don't have enough money for them to rebuy it, rebuy the fucking land. You know? Like, no. right? Get a job. It's a little bit of socialism. It's like, this whole, like, your parents were rich, so you're rich. I think that that's one of the things that fucks up Americans is that the people that are born on third base go, well, I deserve it. It's mine, and I deserve it, and I'm entitled because that's my parents did that. It's like, I don't know. I just think that if it was more every man, because I'm like, you know, the every man. I'm like every man for himself kind of thing. In socialism, it, it breaks down the field because it makes it so that it takes out what we have with this Trump problem or it's with the 1%. It, it, it just abolishes the 1% because when, when you're born on third base and home plate and when you go to, let's say you did go to, your parents are rich and you went to Stanford and you get out, then your parents have connections that they give you or they can buy, you can buy your way into things because you have money. You know, it's like, the and then struggle you say, is not real. The struggle you. is not real. So you're already in, you're already in, you're already in, you're, you're good. But then we, we laud that. We appreciate that with all of our media and the idea of a princess or that you're going to marry somebody rich or if we could just wipe the, just a little more socialism. Now, we don't need to go hardcore Marxism right away, but if we could just 
You know, it's, put the cap. You don't need to make more than a million dollars a year. Who needs the $12 million homes? I should have brought the book home for you. It is insane. The homes that people are building on these, these fortresses on the mountains of Mexico that overlook all the beautiful oceans and ridiculous cement and all the cement and they're and the thing is, if a hurricane happens, is everything going to be destroyed? And then is that because yeah. they can afford the insurance and they, they get their money back anyway? It's like... But still, I mean, like, <clears throat> that's another thing to think about. I like that theory, the fact of, like, you know, building a $12 million home, knowing God In a hurricane what, zone! Yeah, Florida. There was a hurricane four years ago that knocked everything out. We talked to Adrian, the guy who runs the Airbnb. He's like their person who lives there, and he's a badass fucking shout out. He got deported from here. He can never come back to the United States. What? He was, he was, he's from Gilroy. He wasn't born here, but his brother was. So half his family is here in Gilroy, and he can't ever go back. He can never see his family in the United States again because he's been deported. And he had this five-year thing, but they didn't tell him about it, where he's supposed to apply for something, but he didn't because he didn't know about it. And now he can never go back. Fucking trickery ass. And he, he, how long ago was this? Th- very recently. He oh. like nine years or something. Thirty. He lives thirty-seven years in Gilroy. Thirty-seven years, and the majority of his family lives there, and he can't go back. So he told us four years ago there was a hurricane, and it was so bad, the power was out for a month. Oh shit! A month. A m- there was no electricity. No water. No water. It sounds like Puerto Rico right now. For a month. Imagine, imagine here in San Francisco if there was no electricity for a week. The white people go crazy. It would be chaos. People would be running in the streets. They'd be tearing their hair out. People would be shooting everybody with guns. People would be peeing on each other. I can't use dogs my phone. Out the window. I can't use my phone. Can't. There would be. It would be. It would be. <laughs> there would be. They'd be kicking dogs off bridges. It would be. <laughs> it would be. It would be nuts. <laughs> It'd be. But he said the first three days. There was no government. The government shut down. So they were told by the government and the police to loot all the stores because they needed water. So Mexico basically told them, loot all the stores, but only take the food and the water. And people were, of course, they're taking everything. But but so he said that the first three days, because there was no refrigeration, he got all this meat and a lot of canned stuff and all this water. But the first three days, all he ate was meat because he knew it was going to go bad. And after three days, that was it. And so then he was like eating canned stuff and fruit and trying his best. And, but I mean, if you were going to make rice, you had to boil water. So you had to build a fire so you could get charcoal and you, I mean, a month. A motherfucking month. I think I'd be okay, but I think the rest, the majority of San Francisco would fall into chaos. Um, I think the whole city of San Francisco would go to chaos. Yeah. Nuts. I mean, mm-mm. mm-mm. People, this is tech country. We need, ele- they need electricity. Well, we're all tech and we're so reliant on our tech. It's, mm. uh, it's, I hear, That's my oh, phone. okay. I was like, such a cool song. When did that into co- get into Cope? <laughs> Everybody's uh, young Americans. Called. Well, I miss David Bowie too. I, Let's take this moment to remember David Bowie. I miss him. Of course. Oh, and Prince. Well, and Prince, and he, they escaped. They escaped the horrors of of the, yeah of now. What, what is now? Well, I'm having existential crisis because I feel like. What has meaning anymore? Like, I was in Mexico for a week, and I didn't think about anything. We lived, I mean, we're frugal, but like I said, we were, we had want for nothing, and it was amazing. And it was just, 
anyway but I was like what is like my purpose and I got all existential and I don't know if it was because I watched so much Rick and Morty or <laughs> if like I just I it was, it was like oh I used to have a purpose and that now that purpose didn't feel fulfilled and now I'm like oh I need a new purpose yeah. I just don't know how to I, I'm on a search for meaning ditto yeah I I don't know where to go from here I feel the same way. I feel like has what I've what I've done obviously has to have had some meaning because it's meaning because it's led me to this place. Right. But I feel like everything I have done hasn't accomplished the goal of a my happiness or b monetary or b society's vision of what success is. <laughs> so. I don't know where to go from here. And I kind of feel like I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to not, I want to stop trying. I want to think a lot less. Maybe this is maybe the time to travel. Right, this might be a really good time. To this travel. might be the time to travel. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God damn it! Yeah. Damn no, it, you get, get you get. We'll think about we'll think about Bowie again. In fact, what we'll do is we'll look for uh, hot, dirty pee, and the we're gonna we're gonna listen to one of the old songs and see. Uh, well, I mean the God, I, I love the Trump one, but. I mean, there were there were a lot of them. We'll see if I can find them. And there's a that there's was from 2017 here. too. Yeah. Well, we we were trying to figure out what I mean, and and I think they still hold up. It'll be fun to if I oh, can absolutely. find them to see. We should come where, with some new ones. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we got to do one for the NRA. That's a good. Oh one. my God, the NRA. Uh, Steve Mnuchin, the guy that you know, uh, he's this. Uh, Secretary of uh, horseshit. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what's going on anymore because I can't Good. even pay attention because it's too. It's stressful and confusing and. It's fucking stressful. Hasn't he already done enough illegal things? Like, can't we just impeach him already? The whole thing with the guns, the children being shot in Maryland, and the yes, child the three, being shot. Yes. The child. The child shot two people, and then the child was shot by the guy that had the gun. Gun. Because yeah. now I guess they get to have guns at school. If I had kids, which obviously I'm not going to, I would homeschool them. I would never let them go well, to a you school. You heard about, oh, you. this happened while you were gone. Yeah, so, the Maryland thing. No, that happened yesterday. And then while you were gone, there was a teacher in um, outside Monterey here um, who, he was a ex-police officer and he was trained and he was teaching a, a, a class, a, a shooting class or whatever. Oh, the guy shot himself in the foot. No, this is a guy that shot up in the ceiling and the bullet fragments hit... Uh, hit a child! Hit, yeah, in the neck. What? Bullet fragments, yeah. So just try to imagine... We were trying to teach gun safety in a class and they hurt a child. <laughs> the irony is very funny. Yeah. And by the way, he was sad. trained. He was an ex-police officer. So. Fully trained. Well, it's the same. We, we saw the video of the guy who was trying to teach kids that guns weren't safe. Yes. And he had a gun. And then he said, see, it's empty. And he shot it. And then he put it down. And there actually was a bullet in it. And he shot himself in the foot. <laughs> and But then he's trying to play it off like he's okay. But he shot himself in the foot. And the teacher goes up to him and goes, oh, Jesus. Because he shot himself, himself in the, the foot. foot. And he's like, I'm the only one that's trained and perfect. And it goes off. And I was like, why? It's just, okay. So in Mexico, the guy 
uh, who's taking care of Adrian, a lovely fellow, amazing human being. Uh, he's explaining, he's asking us actually, he's like, why are kids shooting up schools? He's like, this is not a thing that happens here. This would never. Why is this not just a phenomenon, because that would mean that it happened once, but that it is now becoming, it's a thing. It's, it's a like, constant thing. It's a thing. It's like, um, it's like you could stereotype. It's a trend. It's a trend, and it's something. It's not. It's not a good you, one. No, it's terrible. But and we can look at how we looked at the, we we looked at all the shootings. We can see how they're more and more and more. It's they're happening in the time period is almost like every single time it happens, it halves the time period. Like the half life of it is, it keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah, absolutely. Shootings. It's not just a year. Like what, it used to be. Like remember when it was just shoot- Columbine? Yeah, exactly. It was just Columbine. <laughs> it was just Columbine, and then there was a little bit. But you know what it was? After uh, the Bush administration lifted up the uh, assault rifles ban, that's when shit went crazy. So then that was Virginia Tech, and. We went through that whole we went video. Through the whole video. List. Yeah. And some we forgot. Some we That's forgot. How many That's how terrible it's it been is. since. Yeah. Like, we can even go. We're, we don't have to go as far back as we did in the 1940s. Right, right, right. But if we go from Columbine, which is 99, to now. Holy shit. Right. There's Exponential like, growth. It, Exponential yeah, growth. It's, it's, like, it, it's like a curve that starts to go up. And now it's just shooting up. And it seems like it just becomes. It's like a Superman ride. And then, you know, t- I. The fact of the matter is just like, why does it happen all the time? I'll tell you why. Because fucking Republicans so and Congress. This is so. And, and the NRA terrorist group. So, so there are multiple factors. So this was us trying. This was Jonathan and I tried to explain. In our words, why. So I'll do it from myself. This is why I think that children in America are shooting up their schools. It starts. Uh, there's. It's. It's a. It's a two-pronged approach. It's one. Parents are uh, lazy and not are not parenting their children anymore, and they're using media to help parent their children. Ah, so yeah, I agree with that. So one. there's a there's a two-pronged approach where these two things are coming together and parents can really pay attention to their children. It's the joke I have where what's the difference between a nanny and a mommy at the park? What? There's no difference. Everyone's on their cell phone. No one's paying That's attention the to the children. Oh, and the children could be dead right now. Jesus Nobody cares. Christ. Everyone's on their cell phone. The Even the true. dogs have cell phones. Damn. Even the children have cell phones. Even the children are like, I don't want to go to the park. I just want to look at this thing on a screen. Okay. So we've got... And that's now, but those are the two things that are melding together. But then we've also got parents telling their children that they're perfect, special little angels, even when they're piles of dog shit. When they act horribly, instead of giving them the stink eye, or when they scream on the bus, instead of taking them off the bus and saying, that is not the way you act in public, Mm -hmm. they just ignore it and keep looking at their phone. So... They're not engaging in the child. They're not engaging in the child. But then when they do engage in the child, they say, you're perfect, you're special, you're amazing, you're a snowflake. And they've got that coming from media too. Anything you want, you can believe, you can achieve, you can do it. Everyone gets a participation trophy. Everything's great. So from this external thing of both parenting and the lack of and media and the pervasiveness of that, you're being told you're special, you're wonderful, you're unique. And then you get in school and you get with real kids and you realize that humans are horrible. Kids are fucking Evil brutal. Kids are brutal. They are brutal. I do not if want to go back to If you smell funny, if you look funny, if you don't even do anything wrong, if you're too skinny, if you're too fat, if you're too tall, if you're too, tall, if you're too short, if you're anything, if you're not... 
invisible than your and people they will pick on you because they get together with group mentality because they don't understand social relations because they're being taught by screens which are not teaching them anything and they're being they're not being actually disciplined or there's nothing everything they want they get <laughs> they get it I want to you're in the you're in the store I want a candy bar I was in the aisle and there was a girl screaming about I'm like what the fuck don't you get no candy when you scream in the motherfucking store you get nothing you don't get rewarded for negative behavior fuck you and there's like four adults and they're all just like catering this to this child and it's like what the fuck is going on okay so there's all that happening but then they get in school they get in school and then they realize that people are horrible people and they get angry and they don't understand and they're like fuck it and they just want to kill everybody so and guns are easy and they're available and they've been watching all this media and what's been on the media that kid was disenfranchised and he went and shot up the school and people are like i get it so we're we're responsible for making this happen i I wish the electricity would go out so we could not have we shouldn't let children consume we shouldn't let anyone consume that much media as much as we do but now i'm told that I'm crazy because I don't consume media. So it's like, and you people know, say, well, I, nothing will work unless well, you start here's, consuming media. Well, here's, here's what happens uh, when you consume media and you use Facebook as your personal fucking diary every day. You know what happened with the whole Facebook thing. Now it's oh. nothing. Now it's going, everyone's moving away from Facebook. Well, yeah, you know, because they sold um, uh, some, our uh, data to uh, the people, to the Russians that helped with the election. Look that shit up. They sold our Facebook data to Russians? Or That's to, or, or to uh, it was to this group in the UK that worked, I think, along with the Russians. I could be wrong. I think I might be saying the story wrong, but basically. We're just uh, putting it in Facebook Russia and we're seeing what comes out. Oh, lots of something. Facebook exit hints at dissent on handling Russian trolls. What does that even mean? Facebook exit hints at dissent on handling of Russian trolls, meaning the way the Russian trolls were handled, they dissented that there, there's a little, ooh, this is very confusing. That's like a That's double negative good. in its good. own thing. Look up a uh, Cambridge face- analytical scandals explained Facebook, it. Trump, Russia, WikiLeaks. This is from Vox. Vox or Vox? Vox, V-O-X, meaning Latin for voice. Cambridge Analytica and its many scandals explains. The firm has close ties to Steve Bannon. Steve, 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 Steve Bannon, man. Steve, Steve, Steve Bannon. We have that song. We play that. Worked for the Trump campaign and is now in some hot water. Because... Facebook sold our data for millions of, uh, like, I think, uh, yeah, millions of dollars. And I think it was other 50 million users to help swing the election. Because since Facebook knows who you are, they know what you like. They they know know your political, you know. Right, they know that I'm a communist. Good. Yeah. They're going to find me. Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica, a political consulting firm that did digital work for Donald Trump's presidential campaign in 2016 has close ties to Steve Bannon and GOP mega donor Robert Mercer, is in hot water after several recent reports have raised ethical and potentially legal questions about its business practices. The New York Times and Observer reported last week that Cambridge 
obtained private Facebook data, specifically information on tens of millions of Facebook profiles from an outside researcher who provided it to them in violation of his own agreement with Facebook. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Channel 4 News in the UK has posted video in which Cambridge CEO Alexander Nix said his firm conducts dirty tricks such as trying to tape its candidates' opponents accepting purported bribes or sending some girls around the opposing candidate's house. As the, the as a result of these reports, Cambridge announced Tuesday afternoon it would suspend Nick's pending an inv- investigation. Even before all this, though, Cambridge was under secure scrutiny in special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election, both because Nix contacted Julian Assange of WikiLeaks that summer to discuss hacked Democratic emails, and because of a broader question about whether Trump's digital operation collaborated with Russia in some way. And while all this has been going on, there's also been a heated debate in the political world about just what in the world Cambridge Analytica even does and whether it's useful. Are they an ingenious, sinister operation that harnessed big data to power Donald Trump to victory? Or are they, as many who've worked with them claim, sort of a joke or something in between? Before there was Cambridge Analytica, there was Strategic Communications Laboratories Group, SLC Group for short, founded in 93 by a British ad man named Nigel Oakes. It is basically a messaging and PR firm that's done work for governments, politicians, and militaries around the world. Its clients included governments and politicians in Indonesia, Thailand, Kenya, the UK, and elsewhere. Uh, but psych- psychographic profiling. Here we go. SLC tends to describe its capabilities in grandiose and somewhat unsettling language. The company has touted its expertise at psychological warfare and influence operations. Mm-hmm. It's long claimed that its sophisticated understanding of human psychology helps its targets and to, and persuades people of its clients' preferred message. Lately, its preferred buzzwords. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control.
Central. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak sailing. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the GreenArmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night we've got live rock and roll some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well come on down 10 p.m. rock and roll only night of the week we have a five dollar cover charge always five bucks for live rock and roll we're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday 2 to 2 come on down have some drinks with us we've got whiskey Wednesday tequila Tuesday and we've always got the Steve McQueen special shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for eight bucks Come down and enjoy our patio.